Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to the Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist and I'm the online editor at the Strad. Today you'll hear my chat with cellist Kian Soltany speaking about... Dun, 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 dun. Shostakovich Cello Concerto Number 1. What a piece, right? Kian talks about his initial inspirations for the piece. You can't talk about this piece without mentioning the legendary Rostropovich, after all. His first and surprising experiences playing the work, as well as his strategies and approach for playing a piece that takes you on such an intense physical and emotional journey. Have a listen. Kian, welcome to the Strad Podcast. It's really wonderful to chat to you today. And we're here to talk about your upcoming performance with the Alpio, where you'll be performing Shostakovich's Cello Concerto Number no. 1, uh, a staple of the cello repertoire, a piece that just takes you on quite a journey, you know, uh, I'm sure you would agree. So tell me, first of all, when did you first encounter this piece when did you first start playing it when did you first hear it yeah hi first of all thanks for having me pleasure to be here and the first time i ever heard it was of course uh, as probably many or most cellists uh, with rostropovich playing it uh, because the piece was obviously written for him so he is so inextricably linked to this piece and his performance is so iconic in a way not that he only has made one but there there is one which is like filmed even it's a recording with cameras also i I don't know where it was or but he was pretty young actually Uh, already i think half bald i think that that started happening very early for him so uh, you can't immediately tell that he's young (laughs) he's sort of eternally been bald hasn't he He, i I don't think i've ever really seen rostropovich with hair Exactly, but actually, if you do like look at the year, you realize that actually he's quite young. I think in his in his thirties or something, and it's just a performance with cameras in some kind of studio, and he plays this concerto, and it's just unbelievable, pretty much. And this this video I had as a teenager, somehow I think I don't know my father got it for me or something, and I was watching it like all the time. There was another one also. I think he was playing Dvorak concerto. I think it was in the similar setting. Maybe it was a it was a set of two performances. I'm not sure. But I was watching this Shostakovich all the time. So that was the first time I got in contact with this piece and I fell in love with it. My teacher, Ivan Monigetti, who I studied with for 11 years, he was a student of Rostropovich. So obviously this Shostakovich cello concerto was a very important piece for him. He had learned it from Rostropovich and he saw it as his uh, his mission to pass that on to me. So I see myself as some kind of grandson student <laughs> like uh, in terms of uh, student relationship as a grandson to Rostropovich yeah there's that kind of direct lineage I suppose Rostropovich and then your teacher and then you and so you feel like you're continuing this on and when did you start learning it when did you start to perform it I started learning it in my teenage years maybe I was um, 17 or 18 something like that and my first ever performance I think was in the final of a competition actually with orchestra my first ever performance was in the final of the Yanigro competition in Croatia Uh, I was really not sure how it was gonna go (laughs) and I remember it was quite a trip I mean first time playing this piece is really it's really quite a trip Um, it went surprisingly well and, and the competition turned out very much in my favor so I I definitely will remember that performance 
And I do remember it very fondly. So yeah, my teenage years. How must that feel, you know, when you've been practicing the concerto alone in the practice room for however long and then perhaps with the piano and then walking out on stage, maybe in your first rehearsal, doing it with orchestra. How did you feel when you first heard that accompaniment? Actually, there's a funny thing with this concerto because the beginning, when you play it with piano, it's funny because when you play it with piano, the piano is sitting right behind you. So you, so you start this iconic beginning, right? Boom, 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 boom. And the piano plays, yeah. and like it's right in your ear. Like, because usually, as a, my, me as a cellist, I always sit inside the piano. You know, there's two, two ways of sitting. Either you sit in front of the body of the piano, like inside, or you sit yeah. uh, away from the piano. I sit inside the piano, so which means the sound hits my ear directly. So it's dum, boom, 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 and you hear this, like, and you're like, oh, okay. He, I, got, I got to give some juice because the piano is right there. And then you walk on stage and you play with orchestra and you go bom, 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 bom. And who accompanies you in the beginning is, is the woodwinds, which are all the way back at the back of the orchestra. So you barely hear anything, actually. So you're like bom, 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 bom. Like from far, yeah, it's like a whisper from back there. That, that's for me was the first surprise with this piece where I realized... Shostakovich writes piano in the beginning for the cello, and there is a good reason for that because until then I was always like, yeah, what piano, whatever. I start forte, like this is obviously, but no, no, no. You really do have to start piano, and it also really works, and it makes sense because the woodwinds are playing from back there, piano, and it's actually a really uh, mysterious beginning, menacing, yes, but also mysterious, and and it has to be really starting from the underworld in a way. It's like it's really. Uh, something that is growing. So my, my, my teacher, Monigetti, would always say it's something like something evil is growing. And that's the energy you got to bring. So that was for me the biggest surprise of playing with piano, where actually the piano was louder in the beginning than the orchestra was going to be then on stage. That was a big surprise for me. Yeah, that is surprising. And I hadn't really thought about that before, because in recent times, um, performing during a pandemic and having players socially distanced, like, I mean, I know, Nowadays, people are starting to sit a bit closer together. But can you imagine if you're playing this all socially distanced and you'd be even further away from the winds, wouldn't you? I would be even further away. Yeah, these days I've I've played once now in this last year where the winds were actually where the choir usually sits, you know, like up there on some oh, kind of podium. That's the where they put the winds on, on the rises last time. So that was so far away. That was that, that looked almost ridiculous. But that, those were the regulations. Uh, I think it was in Italy. Yeah, of course. So pianissimo start there. Regarding this piece, what's been one of your main personal challenges that you've faced when you've been playing it or learning it? On the one hand, there's there's two things. First of all, you already said in the introduction, there's a journey. So on the one hand, you need to have the discipline and the courage for what I just mentioned to start... Uh, <laughs> Piano. That's that's actually the biggest <laughs> the biggest challenge starts right at the beginning. You have to have the courage to not give everything right away. You don't have you cannot give everything in the very first motive. You have it has to there has to be on the first page. I say page because as a cellist, uh, sometimes we think like that. On the first page in the yeah. cello score, um, that already in itself is a journey. That first page alone is is a journey. Which st- this motive boom, 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 starts in piano. And over the course of the next, let's say, minute or so, it grows from piano to fortissimo. That's already the first journey you need to bring across um, convincingly. And it starts from the low, almost lowest register on the cello to the almost highest register. Like already there, there is like the genius Shostakovich works 
in the first minute of the piece already he presents to you everything that you need to know about this piece which is that it starts something evil is growing and it starts with the absolute climax and that happens within one minute you start from the lowest register to the highest and that is also a bit kind of then the piece in a nutshell in a way although the rest of the first movement is kind of stays very very much high energy after that uh, you still have to find moments where you can come down but the first first movement in itself is very much driven a non-stoppable force so there you just gotta go for it while at the same time if you have experience with this piece enough you need to realize that you cannot give a hundred percent of your energy away because there is quite a lot to come still so you cannot be like okay i'm just gonna burn all my energy in this first movement because then you have quite a problem when it when the piece continues so you gotta give you gotta make the illusion that you're giving everything while finding ways to be relaxed you have to find ways where you can be very economical with your energy you know like be very precise with with how you spend your energy don't waste mm -hmm. a single like drop of energy you need to really preserve all of that so give everything you have but do it in a relaxed way keep your energy because then comes the big journey which starts from the second movement all the way until the last movement without any stopping anymore there is no stopping anymore the second movement which is this incredible incredible sad story in a way and it's kind of for me like it's a landscape kind of a russian landscape which is drawn drawn out like it's a picture which is drawn and then it goes into this cadenza which is really kind of the the hero's journey like this 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 man who is alone uh, him against against the elements or against time itself and it's kind of this again goes from nothingness to absolute explosion and then it goes into the last movement where it's just like it's just a fight it's just a fight basically you you against the orchestra you with the orchestra and 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 the end it's kind of basically like a victory or not like yeah. it's unclear but in any case it's it's definitely a fight so all of that is non-stop from the second movement on so that that's, that brings the second challenge of the piece which is energy which is how can you preserve your energy how can you have enough energy at the moment where you need it and how can you hold back a little bit when it's not absolutely necessary so you want to be able to arrive to that last page and still have enough to give because it, it happens if you are a bit uh, let's say too uh, over ecstatic that you're you arrive to the last page for the cello and you just simply have no more you just have nothing else to give and the last page is quite important and it's quite loud and you have to actually give the most there so that that is also a challenge to to actually also know your technique know your uh, body well and to know how to be full of energy but at the same time being relaxed that's quite important mm -hmm. Nicely said. I mean, it's an exercise in stamina, making sure that you're match fit, but you have the means to go that extra mile because you sort of have to give, but then that sort of extra bit as well for performance too. Yes. Adrenaline is always going to be playing in as well. Yeah, that's that's also one thing that you have to experience the stage moment because it's going to be different because on stage you're just going to forget about all of that and you're just going to just going to go for it because as you said the adrenaline so you have to have enough experience with this piece to even though there's adrenaline you still keep a cool head that's important and also to add that before i played it in this competition my teacher really took that serious this idea of energy and and that is going to be like a challenge and so on so he really forced me he said like you have to go running every day and you have to build not just your stamina as a cellist, but you have to build your stamina as a, as a, as a like sport in a sporty way. Yeah. You have to become a healthy... An athlete. You have to have yeah. 
Yeah, you have to become an athlete. Like in this piece, you got to be an athlete and you got to be in, in shape. Also, your body has to be in shape in your mind. So he said, you got to go running every day and uh, you got to go through this piece in your head while you're running and you have to go out. You have to move. Uh, it's not a joke. And you have to prepare for this like like uh, like an athlete would. So he really took that yeah. serious and he was doing like body exercises with me that he was doing anyway all the time. For him, it was always very important to be in shape and to have a healthy body and a healthy mind. That was always very important for him. And I'm very thankful for him for that that's really well said I mean I think as musicians we need to remember that we are athletes and there's that typical saying classical musicians are Olympians of the small muscles but also thinking you know bigger scale as well thinking about how everything connects with you know your core and also your your breathing as well it's it's super important it's really helpful to know about your approach to this piece which requires so much energy so much stamina but I wanted to ask you you know your preparation for this concert which all things going well (laughs) I mean we're speaking in the time of Omicron variant right now all things going well will happen in January but your preparation sort of coincides with the festive season so you know how much of a break do you allow yourself if at all yeah holiday season so yeah for me you know first of all practicing never stops for me so there is no such thing as a festival season or a holiday season when it comes to when it comes to cello if anything it's it's uh, it's an advantage to be practicing during festival holiday season because that means less distractions in terms of <laughs> i mean that's actually a very stupid thing to say with distractions as in, in terms of concerts there is no uh, other uh, concerts happening that's of course not a distraction but that would mean taking time away from preparation of this concert so in this particular case actually i'm quite quite lucky because around the holiday season i almost don't play any concerts that's what actually my last concert will be this week and then literally my next concert if i'm not mistaken is that one or maybe there is one more before but it's it's really highly unusual that i don't have a concert for like 3 weeks or or something like that so it's actually a perfect opportunity now that there's christmas and new years and all of that where i just have time off where I can really just jump right back into this piece because, of course, I've played it many times before, but I really want to polish it up and I want to really bring it to a new level. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a big opportunity and, and I, I will definitely use that opportunity. Brilliant. Oh, that's lovely to hear. I mean, it is a luxury, isn't it, to have that time rather than sort of trying to fit in your practice during yeah. really, really busy times. You can really channel your practice to make sure that it's that you peak at, at the correct time. Yes. Kian, thank you so much for joining me this morning and talking about your approaches to Shostakovich. Oh, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. That was Kian Sultani. Right now, you're not listening to the Shostakovich, but instead a track called Cello Unlimited from Kian's most recent album, Cello Unlimited. If you want to hear him playing Shostakovich, however, and you happen to be in London, he'll be playing it with the LPO on the 14th of January under the baton of Marin Elson check the show notes for more info and don't forget to head to our website thestrad.com to check out the latest news and articles on all things to do with string playing and if you like what you see and hear register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward not forgetting we've got 50% off an online subscription for students check the show notes for the link and if you happen to be on apple podcasts right now give us a little review or rating thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode happy new year once again and take good care bye